0: It's not a podcast, it's like a bonafide celebration of Alan Wake 2. Welcome to the Friendly Fire Show, episode 254. I am one of your co-hosts, Steve Wright. Joining me from Adelaide, but removed, I guess. He's in Melbourne, but he's from Adelaide, like Ben. Weird segue, uh, Matt Ponk-Gosper long time survivor writer uh sort of newfound survival horror horror lover or video game wise hi welcome I,
1: i just wanted to hi my name is mac osper i'm a writer and a
0: podcaster i've done that so often i'm steve wright i'm a writer And I can't say anything yet because I was going to get into something spoilery. We're we're obviously talking about Alan Wake 2. Well, no, but I I caught myself. (laughs) We're going to talk about Alan Wake 2 for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes or so, give or take. And the first half is going to be as spoiler free as possible. The second half, we're going to get into, we've both finished, we're going to get into spoilery (laughs) stuff. We'll very clearly mark it and we'll very clearly give you a getting out point. Um, So if you haven't finished, uh, you can leave, but rest assured for the next little while, you'll be just fine. Um, yeah, we might... 100% a game
1: you do not want spoiled because the, the twists and turns are the best part. Uh, honestly, every Discord I've been in that's talked about Alan Wade for the last week, uh, they are censored, spoiler tagged, like a document straight out of the FPC. It's fantastic. <laughs>
0: as well they very well should be. So there's a lot of redactions going to happen. We might get into some stuff that happened in the original Alan Wake that came out in 2010. So like you've you've had enough time. Um, Same thing for Alan Wake's Alan Wake's American Nightmare and same for Control. That said, we're not like going to purposely try to ruin everything. Um, I am a longtime Remedy fan. I have been playing Remedy games since Alan Wake, which, you know, uh, not Alan Wake, Max Payne. They're all two name one. You know what I mean? Um Max Payne, his face is Sam Lake. Sam Lake is a genius. He's very heavily influenced by um, Twin Peaks and David Lynch. And I have a new, not a newfound, because I've had it since 2010, a respect for David Lynch that I only got because I played Alan Wake back in the day and liked this weird ethereal craziness. And that's probably a good place to start. So that's kind of where my background is coming from. Uh, Matt, I mentioned that you know you sort of newish to like the Resident Evils and the and the world. Where where are you with Alan Wake? Where are you with this kind of genre? And you know, it could be horror, it could be action thriller, or it could be just survival horror, depending on what part of Remedy or Alan Wake you're talking about.
1: Yeah, so uh, I am a fairly recent horror game convert. Uh, I I finally got the memo. Uh, I dabbled early on. Uh, I'd say probably Alan Wake the original was one of the first uh, quote-unquote scary games that I played. <laughs> I was probably challenging myself at the time, and having replayed Alan Wake Remastered right before the sequel drops, I realize now that game was not scary at all. <laughs> <laughs> my tolerance is thankfully much higher now. Uh, so, yeah, I sort of caught up on Resident Evils as the remakes have been coming out. Uh, Dead Space, I've, I've played through all of those now. Uh, I would love to play a Silent Hill game. Uh, if they would just make them available for play, uh, game preservation, get on it. But uh, yeah, I've just been expanding my sort of experience. Uh, my, my next big challenge is to watch the film it, uh, but we're not there yet. So <laughs> Alan Wake two will have to do for now.
0: Well, there you go. Um, I don't know if you've played the the new Silent Hill Ascension, that weird kind of freemium. I've view. seen one screenshot of it, and that was enough. It's not good, but we're not talking about that. Thankfully, we're talking about. Alan Wake. Um, I, I've i played the original Alan Wake probably like th- seven times or something, something ridiculous. I've played American Nightmare to the point where I, I'm familiar with it, but I haven't finished like the weird, like, horde mode kind of achievements. I've got a thousand gamer score on Alan Wake and in remastered. Um, I love it. Control, Max Payne before it. And like, Alan Wake 2 is. I hate calling things like a love letter too, but like it's, it's a love letter to everything that remedy has done in the past. So if you like any of those franchises that I've just pulled out of my behind, you will adore this game. If you, you know, like Spider-Man two is a love letter to New York and a kind of like, very American way, where like at mm. some point it's beating you over the head with like, if you're not from New York, you're shit, because we're the best, we are resilient, blah blah blah, and like there's something to be said for that. Yay, good for you. Um, like in New York is fantastic when you go, if you've ever been, it's great. But this is like a the it's a love letter to the like the noir style of of things and sort of New York adjacent to it. But I'm just and also the babbling. Pacific
1: Northwest spookies kind of vibe uh which I I've not watched it for my sins but twin peaks all that kind of stuff after podcasts that got me into spooky podcasts as well uh, but yeah it's it's fun saying that there's kind of two horror games inside this game because they're coming at sort of geared from two completely different directions that still work in tandem which is really lovely
0: yeah well so, so let's let's quickly we'll we'll f- Oh, we can do all this in one. So, there, there's two protagonists in Alan Wake 2. Um, it is definitely a sequel, as you can probably ascertain from the title. Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's been designed in a way that you can kind of tackle this without any of the the, the previous games in the franchise or the Remedy-connected universe or etc. So, in on one hand, you play as, as Saga Anderson. She's an FBI agent, and it's, it's very well, to a point, rooted in, like, the real world and reality, and it's very procedural. You uh, investigate murder uh, scenes in the opening of, of the game, and you go to your mind place, which is, like, Sherlock Holmes' mind palace, and piece together clues and then kind of work from there. And on the other hand, you have Alan Wake, who, if you've seen any of the, or played any of the, the previous games, is is trapped in a supernatural phenomenon known as the Dark Place um, and I guess if you don't know about it as saga, you're kind of working towards figuring what that is, but you get clues and yada, yada, yada. I guess, long story short, how was that dodgy synopsis, Matt? And do, do you feel like if you hadn't played Alan Wake or Remastered just before, d- does it make enough sense? Does it, does Ted, has, has everybody fit the, the brief of, yeah, you don't have to play the previous games, you can just play this?
1: Yeah, this is something I was considering as I was playing through, uh, because again, uh, a lot of friends have asked sort of, you know, can I go into this without the background of the entire <laughs> stable of Remedy games? Uh, it's interesting because Saga, uh, she's our audience insert, right? She She's fresh to the, the whole situation. She's learning as she goes. So it kind of gives you the opportunity to introduce or remind yourself about kind of the stock standard building blocks of Alan Wake as a game. It, hit him with a flashlight, hit him with a gun, Uh, it's scary, they're going to come at you from behind, dodge, all that kind of stuff. Uh, She has to learn that as she gets mixed up in all of this, whereas Alan's uh, a lot more referential to his own story, uh, both within the game and without the game. Uh, But, yeah, I think it works well introducing you to the the basic concepts. It's definitely a situation where you'll get... uh, it's always annoying to hear someone say it, but you get more out of it if you've seen the whole thing. But it's true. like The, the game is layered on itself in a way that it's not just referencing the previous games or previous characters, it's the history of the studio and the yeah. people within the studio as well. So uh, it gives you a lot of information, but I think, yeah, if you're coming off the original games going into this or you go back and play Alan Wake Remastered, now available on PS5 and Xbox Series X, uh, you would then be able to say, oh, okay, I see where how we got to where we were in Alan Wake too, But yeah, I think they've done a, a pretty decent job of of getting you to the start line if you haven't got that background.
0: I think so too. Like, I live and breathe this whole thing. Like, to the point where I played Alan Wake, I loved the Pacific Northwest, Northwest like you were talking about. Not only did I watch Twin Peaks, I went to Seattle and, like, dragged mm-hmm. my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, um, to... So he, he, he didn't leave me, as, as I guess, where I was going with that. Like, two Twin Peaks filming locations for an entire day. And it was the best thing in the world. And, like, you know, now walking through... The 2010 Alan Wake was a completely different beast. Um, it was... Cameras pulled back from your entire person, as opposed to like the really tight behind the shoulder, like Resident Evil Two remake kind of camera. Um, Alan could yep. run, and like the, the the central premise is still the same. Like you're Alan fighting. Couldn't run. Let's be real. He couldn't run. You're fighting beings of darkness who are like shrouded in a shield of darkness, and you need the light. Mm-hmm. In this case, usually a flashlight or a flare or a flare gun or spotlights that are you know like hanging mm-hmm. from a, a, a concert pole concert pole you know what i mean a pole with lights at a concert and like so you need to first kind of like blast the darkness away and then this you know this taken they're called taken this person who has been taken by the darkness the the darkness shield is dropped and they're vulnerable but you know you still have to bludgeon them or in most cases just shoot them with a gun of some description so that's the cool bit i was honest i just i just love this game so much i just get confused and i forget what i'm even going on there was some sort of thread there that i was trying to weave and i've already forgotten it was kind of a, a fresh mechanic like it was it was giving like the nods to silent
1: Hill and resident evil as like source inspirations but it brought something new to the, the kind of the genre as well it was an extra layer of like resource management you have to like, budget your batteries, you have to make time to change the battery, uh, figure out if, like, when you're going to use it, where you're going to use it. Uh, but the the thing that I, actually, replaying the remaster, uh, really felt well done was the exact position of the camera. I think I even messaged you about it. Uh, it was the fact that it's just far enough back from Alan that when one of those... Uh, shady little fella sneaks up behind you you see him just a second before he cracks you over the head with his axe or whatever so it gives you that that split second to react and and do his little swoopy dodge uh, (laughs) and get out of the way but every single time it happens you're just like oh shit because it's right there
0: yeah it was not it's not it was not survival horror but it was kind of like the survival horror atmosphere that like the very fixed camera original resident evils would give you like you don't you literally don't know what's behind the corner because you can't see behind the corner like in the same trick that they pull in films like where you know like if in a real world situation someone was like right there but the camera is just like an inch you know not covering Mm. that like you'd know that someone was there but because you don't know and you're trying to guess what's happening anyway that whole thing um Alan couldn't run for shit like we were saying he made it like five steps and then was huffing and puffing the good thing about Alan Wake 2 is that it's 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 kept that core of like the the darkness and all all the stuff we've talked about but it's it's modernized controls like you're, you're playing as Saga Anderson she is an FBI agent she is capable Alan just I guess had time to do some cardio in the dark place you you feel thirteen years of cardio. Yeah, I, I guess so. You feel more capable. You feel far more capable. Combat is is more uh, tight spaces and numbers than just you know like you against a being in the darkness. It's like it's not not in a bad way though. There's there's tension that comes from the combat, but in a, a different way. It, it feels to me like an ele- a, a natural elevation of, of where it was and what it could be. And, like, I'm sure Remedy is spouting this as, like, their PR stuff. But, you know, like, we're, we're talking SSDs. We're talking, like, the control kind of style of having, like, the video game map as you're running through, say, a forest. But then having, like, real video elements kind of layered on top to really make it confusing as to what's in front of you. Like, are you in a subway station or are you in a forest? Like, all these things are kind yeah, of a culmination up, yeah. of technology now. Like, Remedy can do it, so it does. And I, I really like how it's all come to be.
1: Yeah, I, I think the fact that uh, graphical processing and, most importantly, lighting have come so far in the 13 years since the last one came out uh, have really brought it a big jump forward because one of the things that I, I found really impressive about Saga, for a lot of the time, you're running around in the woods in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so, <clears throat> it is dead, dead dark, uh, outside your beam of your flashlight, and you don't see that far with a flashlight, it's a bit more realistic in that way as well. Uh, I, I swear, there's one spot in one of the maps where there's a, a ranger cabin, and you sort of go past it, and it's elevated, and every time that thing popped up out of the darkness, exactly where I knew it would be, because I'd been past there a few times at that point, every time it was just that, that split second of, uh, <gasps> because, It's just a shape... It's very big, it's right there, and you didn't know it was there until you were 10 metres away instead of 11. Uh, So that kind of complete mystery outside your light beam, especially when you're going around for the first time, had me (laughs) clenching the entire time I was playing.
0: (laughs) Well, and, like the technology is so good. It was, Illinois 2 is getting lambasted for having incredibly ridiculous, highly mm. uh, unattainable PC specs, um, which were very conservative by remedies uh, on Remedy's part. I, I was playing on, I've, I've, I've played on now PS5, Xbox series X, I suppose Xbox mm. series S and PC. I've, I've done the gamut. <laughs> um, hardly discernible like really like you can tell the series s is doing a lot more grunt work and it it crashed more especially when you were switching between alan and saga but like if if that's all you had at your disposal like you're not slumming it it's by no means like a, a horrible experience so well done to remedy yeah, I, on that point
1: i was playing on ps5 on performance mode because i'll always choose frame rate over graphical quality um just because going from 60 to 30 at any point in your life is like watching a slideshow. <laughs> uh, but even on performance, it was it was crisp. It looked amazing. The lighting was amazing. I, I think I had maybe one frame rate the entire time I was playing. It's very well optimized. And so I'm sorry to all the PC players out there who might have to rethink their budgets, but if you're coming on console, is that all good?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think I probably would like PC more. And even since the 1.0.0.0.8, 0. 0. 0. 0. 0. I don't think there's any more zeros. Um, like the only thing that was easier to do on a PC as compared to console, not shooting and stuff, but I'm, I'm way better shooting on, I know uh, that's an oxymoron. Like I'm better shooting with a controller. Cause that's just how I've been, I've grown up doing that. I know point yeah, and click is, is easier to shoot technically, but like I find it easier to shoot with a controller. Um, mm-hmm. Using a mouse and keyboard using a mouse, not a keyboard so much. On the okay. mind place and with Alan's writing board, like just so True, easier. Yeah. And now there's like drag and drop. You don't have to like hit the actual like specific point of like the post it note to do the, okay. the piecing together of things. It's just it's just super good. I really, really like this game. Um and yeah. and the way that, you know, like I it wasn't cabins that were scaring me, but like there's the taken that just kind of people shrouded in darkness, which are scary enough on their own. And now they like spout all these things that they talk to you more. Like it's not, it's there's rambling incoherent things, but there's also like very specific, like targeting you as well, as saga or as Alan, like just trying to get into your psyche. And it's kind of scary if you think about it or stop to think about it.
1: Yeah. Having recently, uh, been gifted a pretty nice surround sound system, uh, (laughs) That or headphones, fantastic. Uh, you'll always hear the Taken before you see them, uh, which is very terrifying, especially early on before you you know you really start powering up uh, because you can hear them. You're not sure exactly where. There's so many trees blocking your lines of sight. Uh, you'll catch them for half a second on the edge of your beam as you're swinging, then can't find them again. It's they build the tension really well. I the the thing I enjoy the most is that uh, for Saga, it's the tension of when combat's going to start, when you're going to see an enemy, because you will go for long stretches where you won't see anyone. The music will occasionally surge to, like, spook you out thinking you're about to hit combat. Not always. Um, Whereas for Alan, uh, being in the dark place, he's always surrounded by shadows. It's just whether or not they're going to attack him. But, yeah, on both sides, it's great because they're always talking, usually repeating phrases from their lives. Or for Alan, they're just constantly saying his name from right over your shoulder. I hate it, I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wake! But yeah, those will just be parroting phrases about life. It's just like you uh, leave the chicken out to defrost, but it's delivered with such malice that you're like, "I'm sorry." Yeah, well, I, I, I will leave the chicken out.
0: And if they're not shrouded in darkness, like there's there's a cult in you know that's in Bright Falls, the the Pacific mm. Northwest town that you're you're based in, and it's like there are people in like raincoats. So that's not all that scary, but you look at their face and they're wearing like. Deer masks? Are they deer masks? Are they deer skulls? Is it like it's it's your brain fills in in that like delicious horror movie way, like some of the gaps, and it you make things more terrifying by filling in the unknown, and like that's a really good way to describe most of Alan Wake too. It's just like it, there's so much unknown, and you're desperately just trying to fill in the unknown, and you're probably overcompensating and and, and scaring yourself more than the reality would be but that's the best part about it and you just want to keep going and finding more and you know like there's not an answer to every single question and that's kind of like uh, another really amazing thing about it like there's so many you answer so many questions as you progress but you like find more questions you completely turn around on what you think the answer to another question will be it's just it's Alan Wake's a horrible writer and there's a whole bunch of meta stuff probably from (laughs) Sam Lake's part about like about the creative process and what that means for like something that you're putting out into the world like it's just there's so many layers upon layers upon layers and the more that you sit and think about it like the more the more I I should say just really enjoy it it's just such a pristine package and I think it was it was worth the 13 year wait. But I don't know what what do you let's finish up with the general thoughts. Like what, what you go with the, the spoiler-free general summary, please, and I'll stop talking.
1: Okay, well, if we're going to touch on the best part of the game, in my opinion, it is Saga's Mind Place. Yeah. Filling in her clue board as she solves the various mysteries, or um, something else I really liked, all the collectibles are tracked there as well. Every time you find one of a couple of different types of uh, hidden collectibles or stashes or like items of interest. Uh, You get a little Polaroid and you stick it on the board so you can figure out when you found them all. The the, the checklist filling part of my brain, which is the same reason that I review so many RPGs for this website, (laughs) uh, absolutely love that. Like getting to pin everything up and get it solved and find the next connection. Uh, It's just like like checklist brain crack. It was fantastic. Although I will say, if you forget to fill it in and, you know, you close off that part of the story, it's also very satisfying to go in and just see everything automatically fill in itself. I was totally going to say that. The legwork. But it's just ding, 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 ding.
0: And the way so it rewards ceremony. you for that, it's like, oh yeah, no, I've already figured that out. And then she's like, just like throws up, like just like hmm. flings five photos of the thing and then all the like red dots and the, the string. Oh, it's so good. It's and it's. Even at the start, so like you go to the you go to the investigation part, and you like you either can walk the way it says, or you go around and like explore for twenty five minutes, like I did, and then come back to the people, and it's just like it's it's event it's come up with you doing that, so it has dialogue that it spouts, and it has like oh yeah good great it's just it's good sorry I, I yeah I'm talking I, over you
1: it's it's I. Just the way that the space is designed as well, I, I really appreciate it. I think Sagas is probably better than Alan's just because there are more points of interest. You know, as you're hearing radio shows or songs, uh, seeing TV broadcasts, which they've brought back. I, I love the goofy TV broadcasts. Uh, each of those is kind of a spot in the room. There's a TV in the corner. There's a radio. There's the wall for the case board. There's like all the, the profiling she's doing of different people of interest on the desk. All of that, like you can go into one and then cycle through them with the shoulder buttons if you're playing on console, but also from any point in the room, you can also stand there and spin around and see all of them. So if, you know, you don't have to walk over to the case board to do the case solving. You can just be standing at one spot, turn and look at it, and being back in. Uh, it's It's a great way of sort of feeding people who just want to get through it and the people who want to kind of live in the space, which... I guess I fall more into because I I love just like picking up the thing and then spinning around and looking at that and patting the deer and putting on the radio and listening to poor Pat main drone on.
0: Oh, And like, and that's so accurate for like the, the mine place itself and the game itself. Like you can go and explore and you'll be rewarded for it. And obviously the more that, you know, beforehand, the more it will be rewarding, but also like, it's also filling in gaps if I suppose you were new, but even in the mine place, you can go and find like a mug, that your daughter gave you and you sort of reflect upon your daughter who is, you know, in, uh, I don't know if she's in Quantico, but she's not in Washington for sure. She's not in the same place that you are. Um, or you can go and see like a photo frame of your partner, Alex Casey, who that, I guess the only thing that I would say to people, if you're sort of familiar with games and not with what's going on, Alex, well, it's more complicated than this, but Alex Casey (laughs) is Max Payne. Is kind of the easiest way to sort of. And that's the. Because Remedy doesn't own the rights to Max Payne, they can't just outright say, this EA? is Max Payne. Uh, well, it's Rockstar owns it now. I don't Rockstar, can't even remember where it right, started. Yeah. But yeah, like, so, it, like, it's, but it's, like, you don't need to really know that, but it sort of makes it all make more sense, and there's a whole bunch of, like I was saying, the meta layers that it sort of gets confusing enough even knowing that little factoid, whereas if you didn't know that factoid, it would probably make it a little bit more confusing, but um, it's, it yeah, it's... It's sort of clues it, you get, you get an idea, and if you don't, you it, you don't really need that extra layer, but again, having that extra layer of knowledge makes it that much better.
1: Yeah, like you, if you're coming in fresh, you you get that Alex Casey is the detective, and Alex Casey is the guy that Alan Wake's books are about because they they make reference to it. Uh, he kind of shrugs it off. He's like, "Yeah, ha ha." The detective in the books has my name. I know, I've heard it. Uh, but it's it's then also nodding because Sam Lake plays the character, and then literally one of the first times you see him in the the lovely live action segments, he pulls the Max Payne face like very yeah. very aggressively to camera so they're not shying away from it they're just saying like yeah
0: it's it's not max Payne, wink wink but it is um before we get into spoilers because we're getting dangerously close and i just want to talk about mm. kind of stuff that people know um would you recommend people play alan wake too
1: absolutely i i think it's a great horror experience. Like I was so excited to sit down and just like freak myself out every single time. Uh, Far too many late nights in the last few weeks. Mm. Uh, It's you don't need to worry about playing everything that came before to start Alan Wake 2, but you're going to want to go play them afterwards. Uh, I say because the the game is very episodic, uh, it's a great game to just play one chunk a night To kind of space it out in the same way you might play a Dragon Quest game or something like that. Yep. Uh, Because it's you you can have a bite. You'll have like an arc of tension. You'll reach a point where you feel you've achieved something. You'll get a teaser for the next thing. And then you'll get a banger original song in the credits. Yeah.
0: I can't wait till they put out the... There's like a December 8th album now from the old gods of Asgard, which... If you know, you know, and if you don't, you'll find out. It's great. Um, I'm I'm super excited French, for that.
1: Original songs by Finnish artists. Um,
0: <sighs> they they all sound great. They really do. And you hit the nail on the head. Like I think if if you want to play the hot new thing now, you can, and I think it will just make you want to go back and play the older games. And like, while well, control is completely fine, and you're not going to worry about, oh, this feels dated. Like Alan Wake does feel dated at this point, but it's from 2010, so get over it and and give it a go um, and I don't think I don't think you'll you'll lose anything for playing them afterwards but I think you'll you'll gain yeah. extra stuff and maybe you just you know maybe that'll just fill in the gaps that you had or like make things make more sense or maybe it'll make you just want to go play Alan Wake 2 again which is absolutely fine control is a banger um and I, hmm. like, this isn't really a spoiler. A game that kind of gets forgotten, and I've forgotten to say its name the entire time. We'll talk about it oh, more no. in like two minutes. Is Quantum Break. Go play Quantum Break. It's this weird... I'm sorry to that man. Bastard black sheep of a, a game that was put out during Microsoft's TV, 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 Xbox One launch kind of thing. It's a great game that was kind of marred by stupidity. It's its own thing.
1: It was... I... I believe I reviewed that one because I remember waiting for very long times for the TV interludes to download between gameplay sections on my <laughs> terrible Australian internet.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, that one. a forgotten, Gem, a similar sort of rights issue where it's, it's not quite, but almost theirs. But yeah,
0: go, go for it. Why not? Well, we can talk about that now. So this is your official, we're going to talk about spoiler warning. So I'll mark the time right now. I will make sure that we talk for a little bit longer um, so you don't feel like you're being cheated. And that's enough time now. So we're going to talk about spoilers and stuff. And I guess I want to start by just putting out a phrase. I'm going to do it in my voice. It's not a loop. It's a spiral. Um, crazy. Just Crazy. It's, uh, where do we start? I don't know. You, What what do you want to talk oh, about that boy. you've been ruminating on since you've finished?
1: Um, if we're going to dive straight into spoilers, uh, I would say that each of the past Remedy games have always had that standout sort of uh, show horse, I don't know what you'd even call it. It's like the Big Bang moment. Yep. So Alan Wake won, uh, spoilers for a 13-year-old game, it's, Sorry about it. Uh, There's a big rock concert with Tor and Odin to sort of uh, dementia having uh, fake Vikings who live in the town uh, and they use music and they'll be light show to help you do a big battle arena. It was fantastic at the time going back and playing it last week uh it's a lot smaller than i remembered but so was my tv so it doesn't matter
0: well but that's uh, the, that's the beauty of nostalgia you're filling in you know what they were intending it's this giant ass rock hmm. concert with metal blaring in the background Light. and lights going, we're and, going and what i call amazing. them concert poles all-
1: concert poles are blazing so many concert poles uh and you know the song about your adventure and what you're doing it's it makes you feel like a badass because it's the first time in the game actually where you have help really yep. like other than the occasional environmentalist you've you've actively got help in it well it's and it's such a power it's, it's
0: crazy people but you're not going crazy because they understand what you're saying and they agree with you so if you're crazy at least you're crazy together
1: exactly uh so that was alan wake uh control had the ashtray maze if you know you know uh then alan wake 2 they got me a couple times the uh in Alan's side, you're sort of moving through the dark place. It's a version of New York um, where he's trying to find ideas, a way to write a story to get out. Uh, at one point, you end up going through the film studio for the talk show for Mr. Door, yep. uh, who's part of your sort of, sort of story loop that you're stuck in. Uh, but it turns into a huge musical number. You're, you're moving through the soundstage as, like, all of the characters in the game are dancing on screens, and there's lights, and there's an amazing music, uh thing going on. Fantastic. I, I finished that up and then sat down and said, damn, that was great. I wonder how they're gonna top it in control two. And then a chapter later, they put a whole ass horror film in their whole ass horror game. It's like what is it's like ten, fifteen minutes long. It's like a fully shot, fully acted, like really well lit horror film.
0: Well, it's I rag on Hideo, Hideo kojima quite a bit for wanting to make movies and having just ridiculously overly long cutscenes scenes and games where everything is explained to you. And like, I don't know if he's a great filmmaker, but he certainly wants to be, um, if Sam Lake mm-hmm. and co wanted to become filmmakers, like well, they're practically already doing it. And they did it with quantum break, I suppose as well. Yeah. Like they've, they have a history of making this real, um, world films and integrating it into what they did. They did it in control a little bit and it's, it's here and it's yeah. just so good. I haven't, I didn't actually finish if, i don't know how that's how you say it but i meant i i was trying to get things done i was trying to get things done but but the beauty of I, it yeah, is you can like, go and watch it in the tv screen and like i did I, exactly. I i sat there for 12 minutes and just let herald of darkness play in the radio so i could uh, capture it with my elgato so i could then put the song into <laughs> spotify so i can play it whenever i want and i have no regrets at least until the 8th of I december when no i point. can get it on spotify which you yeah, should.
1: it's it's great because you've just gone through a, a boss battle where you sort of went into a little space in the theater screen, and then you come out and it's playing the credits. and I was like, oh, that's cute. They've got like goofy credits, and it's got you know the characters' names up there. That's fantastic. And then I I think I went into the the writers' room, which is Alan's version of the mind place. And one of the things they point out earlier is that things happen in real time. So if you're in the the mind place or the writers' room when you're in the middle of combat. Bad idea. Uh so I was in there for a minute looking around and then I jumped back and realized that the actual movie was starting. And I sat there and I watched the entire thing, like just standing off to the side, Alan looking up at the screen, uh flashlight off out of respect. (laughs) And it's it was a compelling horror film. And then I finished that up and I said, damn, they got me twice. I wonder how they're gonna top that in control too. And then a little bit later. You have a full rock concert on the beef, on on the beef, on the beach, uh, while you try not to beef it, uh, being rushed by a non-stop array of enemies. But again, you have help. You've got uh, Alex Casey on lights. You've got uh, Agent Estevez on sass. And you've got Torin Odin on drum and bass. It's fantastic. Like, it, it lasts for just long enough that you feel threatened, but you still feel like you're kicking ass. And I, yeah.
0: Listen. And with a lovely sense of humor, like they, they, like they start the song and then they don't start the song. Like, oh, you're making me look bad in front yes. of my granddaughter. What are you doing? Oh, did you did you whole... pick the Anderson thing like instantly? Because I'm like, it can't be a coincidence that her name is Saga Anderson. Like, it's it's <laughs> it's just full of mythos and Anderson, and they they are the Anderson yeah, brothers.
1: I, I sort of clued to it early because yeah, you've got Thor, Odin, Saga, and then. At freya her mom i think there's a a manuscript page fairly early on that you find out her, her mom is freya so it's like okay like we're making the connections uh uh we don't see color in our horror so there's like blanks to fill in there uh, about the lineage but that also gets addressed a little bit later on if you're paying
0: attention uh, i i i know who her dad is. I have, i have a feeling i know who her dad is
1: i'm pretty sure there are a few manuscript pages that more explicitly
0: stated. and then he basically says it like i don't know it's a spoiler thing Hmm. we're talking spoilers this is a theory this is not confirmed her dad is 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 mr door 100 percent, right yes
1: okay my read of it from the the pages the story all that is that he is Saga's dad he was with freya he wasn't a great guy he was making some bad choices being a bad member of the family thor and odin needed someone to sacrifice to keep the dark presence at bay they're like two birds one stone fantastic Yeah, Uh, they threw him in there. He turned into Mister Dimension Man. uh, That is like it's it's Lance Reddick's character from Quantum Break.
0: Well, yeah, well, yeah, he is. He's 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 um Martin Hatch from Quantum Break. So Quantum Break is an incredibly important part in this for that reason and for well, so yeah, let's get into that first. Lance Reddick unfortunately has passed away. He was great in. Uh, Destiny 2, he was great in a million things, he was great in Quantum Break, and his character basically existed between dimensions, and Mr. Door is in the in-between all of the dimensions, like, anything, like, similar appearance, very similar attitudes, and a different name maybe out of necessity more than anything else, because I'm sure if Lance Reddick was around, he probably would be Mr. Door. to the point where in the credits, they referenced Lance Reddick, and probably out of respect because he was in a past Remedy thing, but also probably because he probably was going to play a far more important role in this than we necessarily thought. And to add a layer to that, obviously, Sean Ashmore, is that the right Ashmore of the Ashmore twins? One of the Ashmore's, the guy who was in Quantum Break... Is in this game is Tim Breaker, which there's so many things like that as well. The the thing about talking about Alan Wake two spoilers is that like I don't know where you start and you, you need five hours to get there because one yeah so uh, the Ashmore's character isn't uh, Jack Joyce is that his Joyce. name Jack Joyce the character the the protagonist of Quantum Tim Break
1: Breaker who's not from Quantum Break. Well,
0: yeah. uh, His name is is Tim Breaker, or you put an E in and it's Time Breaker. And to the point where um, Courtney Hope, who was the protagonist in Control, who, uh, Jesse Faden, 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 Um, Faden, she played Beth Wilder in Quantum Break. So there's all these people who are in the in between um to the point where and like you know it's blinking, you miss it but i'm sure you didn't like you're in the the ocean view hotel in a random room and you turn on a tv and jesse's there for like a split second saying like oh i can't see her, you're there and then casper darling yeah. is like looking through like it's it, it the fbc is is very obviously in this game but like jesse and casper darling are there's casper darling books about alternate dimensions like littered around everywhere there's there's so many links to my take on
1: alternate realities or something Um, i did spot the the jesse cameo i thought it was at the end of one of alice wake's videos but maybe i just played everything too quickly and blurred it together uh but i I only knew it was her because uh, well would it surprise you if it just popped up subtitle names
0: would it be surprising if it just popped up randomly as you were playing? Like, if there's a TV, no, like, absolutely. and that's probably even better if it does like that because it's it does, it has nothing to do with the story. It's just like they've taken that point in your game to break in. Which I, <laughs> everything is so good. I love this game.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because the a lot of the FPC documents you find, and there are a lot of them. Like these people are not good at keeping secrets. Like. <laughs> They're leaving their equipment just in the parking lot of the sheriff's office. There's literally NPCs crowded around taking photos of their crazy energy cubes. Like not doing a great go- job of being not the SCP guys. But it, yeah, it's so integrated into the world. Like I was so excited when they had the monitoring station right at the start of the game. I was like, oh, it's a nod to Control. That'll tide me over. And then they're a major part of the story for the rest of the game. <laughs>
0: Well and yeah, like it's it's kinda weird that if you looked at the oldest house in New York you'd see right through it. Like you can't you can't see it. There's all these things prod up there like in the way. And it seemed like it was unknown. And Jessie like walked in and didn't really know what it was until she was there and then like yeah. it, it, it revealed herself to her. Whereas you go to Bright Falls and there's like two FBC signs. Even before you get to the monitoring monitoring station, if you go to that door that's locked that is the shortcut to get back to the car park there's Mm. just signs that say like volcanic activity you can't go here by the order of the fbc and and casey's like oh yeah they're a very unknown you know organization but they just kind of deal with specific stuff it's like that's more information than alex should know really but i'll go with it like i'm kind of digging that it's sort of there but it's it's a little bit weird i guess when you think about it too much
1: but at the same time um A couple of FPC characters, including Estevez, make reference to the fact that they've lost touch with home base. But this isn't set when Control happened. This is after. Because at the end of the AWE DLC for Control, where they sort of had a nod towards Alan Wake 2 coming, they say, oh, we're getting like a ping for a a crazy supernatural event happening in Bright Falls. But it's weird. It's I think they said five years in the future or something at that point?
0: I think something like that.
1: Five or six years. So... A few years on from when Jesse had her adventure in Control, things are going bad again. Which seems like a great way to introduce us to what's happening in Control too.
0: I'm I'm okay with
1: that. Um, like Jesse's taking the place more public. Something went bad. Who knows?
0: The FBC is the worst though because you'd think they'd know better from there. Like so, Alan's a para utilitarian, or however you call, it, however you say it, and like. It's it's an AWE. It's but like this they at the end, I like I'm glad it happened, but like when you find out all the stuff you find out, we don't have to go super spoilery, but when like Mr. Scratch you know, escapes confinement, like FBC, this is what you do. Like a, a, an FBI agent and one random Yeah, like how did you get your ass like kicked so decidedly hard? You were, you have all this tech and all these... Me- the, 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 yeah, it was... But, like, it had to happen for the story. I'm not actually complaining, but I was just giggling. Like, you're just a badass in control. I guess you're not really... The control agents were pretty awful in control, too. They needed Jesse with, like, the... They what? needed her that,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I do enjoy how integrated the worlds are because it's a better way of doing it compared to the mess that is, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, <laughs> you get to see... Robert Downey Jr.'s face for three seconds at the end of the film and you're meant to, you know, explode with joy. But the problem is they have rights and integration issues and blah blah blah. And realistically, Remedy had the same with trying to reference Max Payne or Quantum Break and they said, nah, we're going to do it. Like, yeah, the worlds are fully integrated like, FPC is everywhere, like you've got references to everything, like there's six different versions of the same character in different iterations in the game. And yeah, it's fantastic because it makes it feel cohesive.
0: Well, and, like, I, I do appreciate my Xbox more than I appreciate my PlayStation, but I am trying to get the Platinum and PlayStation as well. But, like, if Microsoft was smart, Alan Wake is owned by Remedy. Quantum Break is owned by Microsoft. Either give, if you're for being super nice, just give them Quantum Break to make it all make perfect sense and you can just reference and name people without any worry, or, you know... Epic helped you with Alan Wake 2. Like, get Microsoft on board for Alan Wake 3. And, like, do your We Are the World thing and keep it on PlayStation and stuff. Like, help them tie it all together a little bit more. Um, Especially seeing how well this is done already and how well it's going to do off the the word of mouth of, of us and so many other people. Like, just let them do... It's so inventive, what Remedy is doing. It's so unique and it's like Sam Lake is now talking about wanting to do like this gothic dark thing which like I'm not a really adventury kind of gothic fan but like if Remedy does it I'll be there in a heartbeat like they can do sci-fi they can do like horror they can do film noir they can do anything they put their minds to and if it's all connected so I'm getting like a little bit of Alan Wake fix like I I don't care I'll I'll follow you blindly through the dark Sam Lake you name it I'll be there (laughs)
1: Yeah, definitely, like, builds confidence in whatever they're going to do next. Like, they've never had a miss. I, I, the only one that I'm not, you know, boiling hot excited about was American Nightmare, but that's because it is, like, an arena fighter thing. It was a product of Xbox Live Arcade, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, like, seeing what they do when they have 13 years to work on a game and make it the way they want to make it, as ridiculous as they want to make it, is just a joy to behold. I... Every week this year, I have to rethink what the game of the year is going to be because it just keeps changing.
0: Well, I did, but I've, I'm pretty sure I've you know, found my uh, my contender. Well, and like that, well, don't spoil it for us. It's this. It's absolutely this. I've waited 13 years. I'm hor- I'm not disappointed in any by any stretch of the imagination. I had an idea of where I thought it was going to go. After America, nightmare. It sort of did with Scratch. It sort of didn't. Some of it was a little bit predictable, but in ways that I feel only could be predictable because I've like been living and breathing this franchise and eating up as much background and lore as I possibly could. So, like, mm-hmm. I know when you and I had a couple of theories that proved true to some extent. I don't think we were fully right. We were talking back and forth as we were playing. Yeah. there's some stuff that I absolutely nailed. Like, like Saga is a really good example. But like, even then, Remedy did a really amazing job of keeping me on my toes so initially like saga knew too much and i'm like they're cutting corners or something's not right here she's yeah she's she's too accepting of the the supernatural or something's happening and like she's profiling people and kind of making these crazy leaps that don't make sense but like that gets explained i won't get into exactly why if you've played you kind of understand why that's explained like everything that i was kind of questioning had an answer and anything that i thought was happening either did come true or was like it was close but it made sense as to why, and the spiral thing is incredibly insane. What happens to yes. Alice Wake is just like crazy. That that got me, yeah. I the, mm, at <laughs> the end of the credits. Well, yeah, like we don't have to ruin everything. If you've played it, you know what we're talking about. And if you haven't watched the end of the credits, go back. Um, the thing that really, really, really got me was how they handled and you mentioned it before um pat the radio host from the original alan wake the thing that really got me i I literally had to put my controller down and just sit there and kind of like ruminate for 20 minutes was what happens to cynthia weaver and like the poet and the oh god what's the song called the poet and the writer that might be right to find the lady of the light. That song that's in Alan Wake, the original, and it's been like, you know, it's been in my Spotify playlist because it's on Spotify for the entire time. What happens to Cynthia is, like, I, I get a little bit sad thinking about it. It's like, it's such a horrible, horrible end to such an incredible character. Um, so like, you do what you have to do. And then I had to kind of like stop and kind of collect myself. And I'm like kind of tearing up talking about it. It's sad. Cause she's like, so, and like it, it ties back into twin peaks in a way because of the, the log lady. And like what happens to the, like the character, the actor who played the log lady has passed away. Like it's all these thick layers upon layers. It's like this really cool metatextual thing that the more, you know, yeah. the obviously the more it impacts you, but I think it's impactful nonetheless. I'll I'm babbling again. Yeah, I,
1: I will say Pat was the one that got me more so because, you know, throughout the original game, you would hear his broadcasts and it would sort of tie into the story and give you more of a sense of Bright Falls as a town and the people in it. He's still broadcasting 13 years later, but over time, the broadcasts, they sort of become more confused. Uh, There's a a running theme where he keeps talking about... The guy running for mayor? Yeah. <laughs> Was he running uh, no, for mayor? No, the, the woman who who owns the family business. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. Um, I forget her yeah. name. The jerky people. No. Yes. Um, yeah.
1: So he's talking about her, her jerky business and go down and see her and people keep calling in saying, she's dead. Like, at, to the point where, like, eventually people are blasting him as, like, this is cruel, stop doing this. And the poor old guy is just so confused. And then eventually you find him in a nursing home broadcasting from his bedroom and that was the point where it's just like oh this poor sad old man yeah he's just he's just going through the motions and then a number of the characters from the original game were older to begin with and it's been 13 years so
0: yeah time's fast well and like it's It's, you didn't yet you you never get to see pat and i wish you did because he was he was physically present where where was pat was he
1: he's he's in like the second floor of the nursing home he's always sitting at his desk broadcasting
0: I didn't. Um, I, I think I, he's next to the the save room. I found his desk with his equipment, but I never ran into oh, Pat. He- I guess if
1: you're in a, a spookums section he might not be there but when it's oh. a bit more chill he's there.
0: I never because found
1: Because I, I went in there and I, I listened to him do one of his broadcasts live from directly behind him.
0: Oh uh, okay well I have to go back and just hang out with Pat for a bit because he was lovely. Like he, you meet him on you meet him yeah. on the way to Bright Falls. Like you see him before you see Bright Falls. It's, he's, I love him. And th- these characters are so compelling and so amazing. Cynthia is, is a great example as well. Um, someone that I'm shocked didn't make an appearance and he did via email is Barry Wheeler and like I I'm, I i am don't yeah. know why and I'm hoping he shows up in the DLC
1: that's my thought yeah like he's they're very uh, intentional about kind of establishing what happened to him and keeping him tied into the story but it my reading of it is that he kind of eventually washed his hands of the whole situation and moved on so I hope he gets pulled back in in some capacity
0: and it makes um, sense. Like, his, his, like, Alan's his friend. Alan's missing. Alice is caught up in her own artistic endeavor. And he doesn't have, well, not that they were his only life, but, you know, like, he's, he's, found some fame when he's gone to LA like it makes sense for the character but it also like I just want him to be I want it to be like Star Trek Picard like just everyone's here like oh now we're just like let's go on an adventure together oh Barry's in the dark place cool that's cool I'd be fine with that but I'm glad that Remedy showed a little bit of restraint at the same time (laughs) don't let me ever plan a game that you're making Remedy because it would be (laughs) it would be amazing it would be just very bad fanfic in the style of Alan Wake's departure
1: you know who doesn't show any restraint in this game though Rose. I love her. <laughs> I, I will say, anytime you are talking to Rose in this game, zoom in and look at the facial capture on her especially because this game, fantastic facial motion capture, so much character, but she, because she is this absolute screw-loose basket case the entire time, she's grinning, she's one of those people who can do the whites all the way around the eyes. It's, she's so fun to watch because she moves in a way that's very concerning. Because she's very happy and very matter of fact about the place, that, the fact that she lives in the horror murder place.
0: Yeah. Well, we, okay, we're gonna ta- we we have to wrap this up because I need to edit this podcast to put it out tonight. Uh, last last thoughts, comments. Mine is uh, Melanie Lybird. I have no idea if I've just butchered name. I'm very sorry. Fantastic as Saga Anderson, as are, obviously Ilka Vili and Matthew Peretti Peretta as Alan Wake. Like she she. I think I like Saga's bits more. I think I like her as a character more. Like, you're not really meant to like Alan Wake. He's a drunk and a egotistical maniac who can't write, but is, like, compelling, and he is the champion of light and the herald of darkness. Like, he's great in equal measure. But, like, Saga is fantastic, and I don't feel bad for liking her bits better because, like, her bits have everything to do with Alan as much as herself. So, like... It's just, it's some superb writing and planning by Remedy to, to pull that off, I think. How about you? What do you
1: what's your yeah, parting I, shot? I was going to say, I, I definitely enjoyed Saga's gameplay more. I, I will say her character model feels a little bit wooden at times, which at first gave me a concern, are we doing the trope of the neurodivergent genius detective? But in the live action section, she seems pretty animated. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a bug but it just felt like where everyone else was like very actively acting and the, the actress is capable of that in the live action things. It just didn't seem to follow through on the character model I found. Yeah. Uh, which maybe contributed to the fact that she feels just so, so, so reserved and fine with everything the entire time. Um, parting thoughts. I can't wait for the DLC. Um, it, it definitely feels like they left some story hooks and, uh uh, what are the titles it's the lake house which is the name of the fbc thing so we're getting a control tie back in and what was the other one called
0: uh night springs i think it's called it's and it's dealing with that's right characters uh, like it must be surely it's tim and hopefully barry somehow like but that's that's probably my biggest or unresolved that's a word thing is like tim's just kind of left to his own devices yeah. and you can run into him occasionally and like he always has more on the whiteboard and you're like oh jesse you red-haired yeah. person like it all sort of makes sense but like he's just kind of left there and everyone knows he's gone but no one i guess when we're trying to save everyone by you know writing the manuscript and stuff like they call attention to logan and to everyone but like no one kind of mentions poor tim and he's like ah we'll just leave yeah. him there he'll find his way poor guy
1: yeah my sense is that um Again, in the manuscript, it makes references to Bright Falls being the sort of name for whatever form the dark place takes, depending on who's trapped there at the time. And then you've got the Lake House. My, my expectation is that the Bright Falls one will tie in to Alan's side of the story and, yeah, probably Tim Breaker kind of resolving the wall and door thing. Yeah. And then Lake House will be Saga's side in the real world, kind of figuring out what's going on there. And I imagine a full on Jesse cameo.
0: Has to be. And also, yeah, like Tim. Tim has dreams of of Mister Door for years. Why? I guess probably because he's Jack Joyce in the same way that Door is Martin Hatch. But yeah, like yeah, he's he he's the...
1: like a different life where he was a different person. And I'm, um,
0: I... but that profile
1: uh, sketch that he got done really does the actor dirty. That's not a good representation.
0: <laughs> they need better sketch artists in profiles. It's like. Control obviously has any amount of crazy weird things that you can throw at it, but like mm. the the Dylan stuff is largely resolved. So Jesse doesn't have, I guess she has to get the oldest house out, of, like out of whatever it's in, and like back into. They're trapped in the oldest house still at the end of Control, so that's obviously a big, big plot point. I would like it's everything is coming together quite well. So like I could happily see this, like the Alan Wake you know dark presence who is more you know like mr scratch is the devil in in another word so like this is this isn't just like a supernatural occurrence this is like this is the big bad that's like threatening to usurp the world like i'd be happy continuing alan's story in control with jesse and not so much saga or alan if i had to but like i just i just want more of of this plot line and I, i like that's obviously what they're intending to do so Yay, Remedy. Keep doing it. I'm very happy. Yeah.
1: Build up to a trinity where we're switching between Jesse, Alan, and Saga. Like, the the thinking man's GTA V.
0: <laughs> but clearly, Alan Wake 3 is, like, he, he finds Alice, and, and they're... This this one, you thought they were getting out, or you hope they were getting out. I think Alan Wake 3, when we get around to it, which isn't going to be anytime soon, sadly. Like... Th- they'll have enough experience from all the stuff that's happening between now and then that, like, they're gonna launch their actual, we're at the end of the spiral, we're not just looping, we're, like, this is our, our end game. Like, I don't think it's gonna be, like, a Resident Evil where, like, Umbrella just, like, lives to see another sequel. I think there's, I hope there is, like, a proper end point to this story. Mm. That's, if not I, crafted, yeah. being crafted. <laughs> I mean, it's a part of the kind
1: of the plot of this game, like talking about you can't just have like a part one, a part two. He needs the the three novels to kind of reach his end goal. So three games to reach his end goal. makes narrative sense as well. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, the the spiral stuff. So fun. I love that we get another meme worthy phrase. I love that the, the room numbers between the ocean view hotel and the Valhalla nursing home are the same. Just all these instances that it's just the same place taking a different form. Yeah. Uh, I new game plus whatever that's going to be.
0: Oh. Can't wait. As long as you don't have to play in nightmare to get the manuscript. Because I'll, I'll tell you, on normal sometimes, no. especially that that rock concert at the end, whew, it was I was losing my patience at the end, and I feel like I'm yeah. fairly good at Alan Wake games to not feel too bad. I was having a breeze up until then, and that kicked my ass. Like I just I was contemplating yeah, dropping it to story.
1: I fully switched to story. Like, I. I have no qualms about doing that. I I would rather enjoy a game than overly challenge myself. Uh I started on standard. The first boss fight, tough. Mm. Really reminds you that you're playing a survival horror game, not an action horror game. Uh but yeah, uh, 20, 20, 25 it's years fine. of
0: experience. I, I I was okay with the first <laughs> boss, but yeah, but like it got it got really complex. And there's hard before nightmare, and nightmare and Alan Wake was a nightmare. They like, had to like really conserve. So like I'd, I'm not, i not, I'm getting too old and I have page. too many things to play that I don't want to do that anymore. But like, I want to see the extra pages. I want to see the extra video content. I want hopefully more hmm. stuff that even, you know, like, like we've been talking about for the last hour, we've gone way too long, by the way, like everything that, you know, just adds something more to it where you don't feel like you were if necessarily didn't get the full picture ahead of time. But the more, you know, like there's just more, it just keeps growing it just it's it's fantastic and i'm sure that the extra content will just do more of of that so i'm super looking forward to it
1: yeah i i can't wait for that i can wait for all the super intellectuals to write articles about this game so i can have a better understanding of what i just played but i, I will happily return for new game plus uh not on nightmare i love myself but i will
0: play it again and if you don't love yourself how I was trying to make a RuPaul reference and I stuffed it up. Anyway, you're
1: going to get out of the dark place.
0: There you go. How do we find you on the internet? Mr. Matt Gosper.
1: Oh, uh, there's this great website, survivor.com. You can find me writing there. Uh, I've got two reviews in the pipeline. So look out for those in the next couple of weeks. Uh, if you enjoy dark platforms, you can find me on Twitter at Ponk. Uh, if you can find me on blue sky, congratulations. I still don't know how it works.
0: Um, (laughs)
1: Otherwise, uh, that's that's about it. Just, just get head out the window and holler, and maybe you'll hear me.
0: Nice. You don't want to find me. I'm lost. I'm too busy trying to rewrite manuscripts to uh, to escape from the dark hole. With, sh- with 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 yeah, it's been a long couple of weeks, and I am tired. So pretend that made sense and it was fun thank you for joining us Matt thank you so much for guesting Um, I'm so glad you were here instead of Ben no offense to Ben he's probably like an hour into Alan Wake and wouldn't have any of the background that you did so I very very much enjoyed geeking out with you over this and I'm sure when we meet up in person in a little while for just Christmasy party stuff we're mm. just gonna make everyone listen to Alan Wake chat I'm fine with that by the way
1: uh, you know what it's a great way to spend time I'm happy with it.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thank you. Uh, Don't forget some batteries.